fired. Bob, hired. Welcome, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, a very special show, as this is our first episode of TRB on our brand new channel. So if you are watching this, you found the channel. If you're listening to this, you're like, John, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's the same <laughs> podcast, yeah. and it is. So you are exactly where you need to be if you're listening to the show. But if you're watching, that means you're at youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. So welcome to the show. Um, I'm John. That's James. That's Lacey. Uh, if you're a first time watcher, first time listener, welcome to TRB. You are in for a very good time. We have two episodes every week. So what we're going to be giving you now is our news shows on Thursday live. Uh, and then Monday shows are typically going to be our discussion show, but we're going to be getting into some news today because there's been a lot of news going on. We've been so into our focus. It's time to dive back into a lot of the news. So first off, um, they got to subscribe to the channel, right guys? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Please. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. And if and you're coming over and, and from being previously subscribed, make a special note to go out of your way to tell friends and, and people that, you know, we're over here now, you know? So if right. you've been rallying for us on the other channel and you've, you've, you've outstretched to all your friends, now would be a good time to be like, hey, did you guys switch over? Or not necessarily switch over, but did you subscribe to the new channel? So that'd be mm -hmm. very much mm -hmm. appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. And then the whole bell thing uh, for notifications, because not only do we have the two episodes we're going to be doing every week, the live shows included, uh, we also have a lot of other stuff we're going to be doing on the channel, some exclusive to the channel. Uh, and of course, we have our Willow Patreon, comes so. out this week. Yeah. Willow does come out in two days. Mm -hmm. uh it's crazy and you know the three of us were lucky enough to be able to watch a bunch of the episodes and uh what a i, I mean i remember seeing willow when i was a kid and getting get the cups at wendy's and stuff like that but it's been a long time like i forgot i deleted willow from my brain mm -hmm. almost mm -hmm. but uh you know it's a ron howard classic val kilmer in his prime obviously warwick davis and warwick davis is back ron howard's producing so it's cool that it's just this sort of fantastical escape and i look forward to uh being able to talk about it because we are going to do uh, some reaction videos to those episodes. I loved it. So I'm excited Spoiler for alert. that. Yeah. And that's another part of this channel. You know, we're we're giving you the same exact Star Wars episodes we're doing, um, but we're going to be expanding a bit and talking about other things. You know, we're, we're starting with in, inside the Lucasfilm stuff, you know, Willow, Indiana Jones, that kind of stuff. But uh, depending on how we grow, and that includes um, your support and helping us grow, uh, we look forward to seeing what else we can do here on trb so welcome to the new channel if you're an audio listener you're like get on with the show i want yeah. to take some the bobs on? so let's get after it right now james resistance report a lot of stories a lot of cool stories exciting stories let's fire it up it's the resistance guys we could start with that bob Iger, bob chepek story but this is the Resistance Broadcast, and you know what we're going to talk about first? <laughs> we're going to talk about how John Kasdan uh, was asked uh, about making a solo sequel on his uh, media run for Willow. And of course, he answered the question with, oh, I'd love to. You know, I've planned it out. I've, I've thought about it. You know, it always goes back to the good times of when we were, what we wanted to do and all this other stuff. And he always says he gets excited about uh, seeing you know, make solo to happen trend. And when every time it pops up, it's just was, if, if you're a fan of the make solo to happen movement that, that, you know, that support of the, the film that we created, um, it was really good to see John address it and talk about it. And, and then it trend uh, on Twitter because he talked about because it. he talked about it, it popped back up, <laughs> yeah. uh, all natural. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, like we that, didn't that we didn't was... do anything to like start <laughs> exactly. that. We didn't make like crazy. a day, yeah, sure, of it. Sure. Yeah. So I'm just laughing um, that you said that. <laughs> yeah. It just happened naturally. Let's go with that. Uh right. so John, tell me about yeah. John. Well, yeah, so John Kasdan, um, <laughs> without using the hashtag, referred to him referred to himself as one of those people. <laughs> that's that's us, you know. Anyone who supports more solo. He's he's on our team, and we know Ron Howard's on our team mm -hmm. because he said that at celebration. He's like, "Look, I would love to, but it's not my it's not my decision." Um, uh, Lawrence Kasdan, arguably greatest Star Wars screenwriter of all time. You're talking Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Solo, Force Awakens, 
Uh, I'm missing one. Oh, oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, of course. Uh, Indiana Jones. Um, uh, but he said the only thing he would come back to for more Star Wars would be a solo sequel. And it's just you keep hearing all this stuff, and usually when these things happen, and people are like, "Oh, we want to see you know Henry Cavill back as Superman." Like most people are like, ah, that was, you know, part of my past. You know, I don't know. I want to come back to that. He's all th- back too. He's back. Maybe. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll all see. these so all these solo people all want back because it was the original plan. This isn't some sort of like release this cut and ma- we'll make up this thing and do that. This is you were going to do this. We're supporting that and hoping you're able to do it. And he's seeing that mm-hmm. and he's talking about it. He's like, we had ideas. And the coolest thing I noticed was him almost verbatim saying what Alden Ehrenreich said to Josh Horowitz on Happy Sad Confused two years ago, which was, I liked my journey through Solo because I got to become the character that people then eventually meet in A New Hope. More of that jaded type, self-serving, Chewie's the only person I trust. I That's the fun part that I want to explore. And Kazan said that. He's like, I, I feel bad he... We took him there on that path to get there. He didn't get to fully play it with that version of Han yet. And I would love to, uh, I think he said, he just said that simply, I would love to see him back. And you would also um, have to imagine so, that if Solo 2 got greenlit, there would be some like, don't try to make it just like the first one. Like, let's change things up, make him a little bit more like Han or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it would have I'm to be. sure people would, I'm sure the creators would explore a different version of soul, you know, to that, to some degree as well. And, and it would have to be because what happens that, you know, and people say, Oh, it was, it, it was uh, all they, they, they checked all the boxes and they, we didn't really need that movie and stuff, but it's like, no, I thought it was very interesting because at the beginning of the movie, you see this sort of uh, optimistic, aspiring go-getter kid who had the Han confidence that he always had in the swagger, but he gets beaten down throughout this movie. You know, his, his father figure uh, betrays him his friend, who he thought was now going to be his pal, leaves him high and dry. And the love of his life at the time ditches him and turns out she's with Crimson Dawn. Like, those are three big heavy hits. And all he has left is Chewie and that beat up Falcon. Uh, and then, of course, it's ending with him going right to Jabba's palace. It's set up so perfectly. And then he gets yeah, he would get to be that version of Han who is sort of just out for himself. Sort of like at the end of the movie when he tells Enfys Nest, like, don't hold your breath, kid. I'm not joining the, your rebellion. Um, so... I love that Kazan's talking about this so candidly because he could have easily, you know, he's out there promoting this other project he did, but you can tell on his face that he was not like, you know, when an actor gets asked about something, they're like, oh man, you know, like, uh, I don't, I well, don't. Well, like Henry Cavill and the Superman thing, like, would you ever return to Superman? He's like, yeah, I would. I just, you know, I will. That's Someone's- different because he was, he was under contract with the Snyder cut and they were doing research. He couldn't talk about it. That's why he was he, he was always like saying, I would love to come no, back. No, that's what Superman. I'm saying he, is that he he was yeah. always very like, yes, I would love to. But for some reason, oh, sure. there was this whole like the studio isn't making Superman movies. Why? You know, it yeah. was like this whole thing. But there's there's an energy with John Kazan about this. And he he like, you know, when you get so passionate, almost like I guess how I feel I'm being right now. But he's like talking about it in such a fan way where he's like the Darth Maul thing. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, we had these ideas and stuff. And sure. it's like, oh, I want to see those so bad. He has them on a dock somewhere on his laptop and his dad's like writings are there. Like it's all there. And they have the assets. Jabba's palace from Book of Boba Fett. All the stars are aligned for this. Is Bob Iger the answer? We're going to talk about him in a bit. I'm not sure because um, he took the blame for Solo not doing well. They just said they're going to refocus on movies again. Uh, I, you know, I, I really don't know, but it made me feel really good because um, I think a lot of people were like, oh, the time has passed and stuff like that. But then I and I think like, yeah, Alden Ehrenreich, by the way, happy the birthday. The time has they're... passed, yet they're making Willow, which came out in 1988. And didn't make a lot of money. The right. year I was born. Guys. Right. And, and <laughs> Alden Ehrenreich just turned 33. And I understand, you know, he's supposed to be a Han in his like mid to late 20s or something yeah. like that. But Diego Luna is uh, in his 40s playing a 20 something year old Cassian Andor. So the we, didn't, we didn't talk there. about that. They changed his age they in changed, canon. They changed his birthday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they we, changed we, yeah. Cassian's birthday. Anyway. <laughs> um, but a- anyway, I, I, I'm getting long winded here. I want Lacey to come in here. Uh, it's very exciting to hear him do that because I think he still is very much in the mix here. And I hope Willow's a success and that they want to keep Kazan around because I feel like John Kazan knows. Like the fruit fell from the tree. He knows how to write these types of stories like his father. And 
Uh, it just it filled me with a lot of optimism and a lot of happiness. And I hope for them and the fans, because it's still a very positive thing. This makes a little too happen stuff. I hope I hope it happens. I just I, as a fan, I just really do. Yeah. Lacey? John Kasdan, come on the show. I'll start yes. with that. Um, yes. Bring your dad. <laughs> I would yeah. take just John Kasdan. I think he's fabulous. Um, I am so excited about this story. I, I love the, similar to what John was saying, the energy that John Kasdan has when talking about Solo. I mean, he was one of the first people that was tweeting with us about Make Solo 2 Happen. He was one of the first people that was like, oh, go find this person or, oh, you know, I had more stories and like posted fun facts about the movie. Uh, he posted all those symbols of the syndicates. Like he's been an avid person who supported the movement, agrees with the movement and wants to see more. Um, and for a while there, we got we, you know, would get sad because we'd see people tweeting at him and stuff. We're like, guys, don't bother him. <laughs> like, like <laughs> let the guy mm. live. Yeah. Uh, but we it, it's awesome to see him publicly recognize that every year when people were talking about it, he was over there kind of like, yes, 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 keep going. Um, and the fact that, James, we know that uh, Michelle Rejwan was t- talking about sending pictures of your sweatshirt to yeah, him. Yeah, to John, yeah. Um, so he's seen, he's, he's seen my sweatshirt. <laughs> which he's cool. seen our photo of the three yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah. I remember sure. he was talking about that with us online. Um, and I keep going back to that conversation before this of him talking to Ash Crossan at Star Wars Celebration where he was talking about how he wants to do more solo and he's been having active conversations with John Favreau about it. It just, it's exciting to me because... <clears throat> he's looking at this like, how can I get this done? Who do I need to speak to? And when you have someone on the inside who wrote Solo, who's fighting for more Solo, mm-hmm. uh, it just makes you feel great and it and it makes it feel like it could even happen more so than you thought, like more than just us saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I, I really hope this happens. Willow is amazing. Uh, it the characters he writes are so relatable and funny. They are so funny and like grounded in humor that I just, I know that if he was to do a solo series, it would be just such a fun, uh, emotional, nostalgic, just like relatable show. You know what I mean? Like it would just be a very lighthearted, fun, heartwarming show. And I personally need that now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want more fun adventures. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. But yeah, no, I am so excited about this. Uh, again, it, it, keep talking about it, John. I hope you do, <laughs> John Kasdan, because we're here rooting for you. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to say jo- uh, Josh Wilding of uh, comicbookmovies.com, I believe, is the one who asked him about it. And he's, I guess, a big fan of Make Solo 2 Happen. So that's really cool. So yes, thank you, Josh. Bringing yeah. that up in that interview. I think mm-hmm. that's awesome. So you're the man, Josh. My- um, the, last thing I'll, the last thing, James, I'll say about it is Lacey just made me think of like, whether it's a series or movie, like just seeing more adventures of Han and Chewie. And, and, and yeah, Puppet it Jabba, could, let's be honest. It could just, yeah, it could be like just fun serial stuff, but also like, Han and Chewie refer to a lot of stuff in the original trilogy and Force Awakens about things they've done and gotten out of and stuff. And like, we could see some pretty cool stuff happen between the and two. John and John Kasdan Bo- Boba wrote with his dad the Kylo Han Solo moment. So yeah. it would be perfect yeah. for him to take it over from Lawrence Kasdan because not only is he his son and he helped write Solo, but like now it's your passing kind of the torch onto something else after he's worked on Willow. So, yeah. Um, yeah, my angle with this was was just coming into it was you know everything you guys said. It was great to see John saying what he was saying, um, mm-hmm. but my biggest thing was was the Willow angle, and I'm sort of not like it was genius or anything, but I was sort of proud of myself a long time ago when I said I think make Solo to happen is going to kind of depend a little bit on the success of Willow. So let's we need to cross our fingers now and hope that that shows good and people like it and you know it does well on Disney plus and all this other stuff, because I think that bodes well for John Kasdan's careers and what he really wants to do. And here again, he's making it very clear. What he really wants to do is continue the solo story. Um, now that, you know, obviously not as of today, the world hasn't, but we've seen what, what Willow can do, you know, and we know that what we've seen of it is awesome. And we're like, yes. So, yep. 
this guy, I really think when the show rolls out, it's going to prove itself. He's going to be, you know, uh, an in writer for them and a go-to person. And hopefully it turns into one of those, like, I'll do one for you if you do one for me sort of things. And with his credibility, he could fall back on guys, just the same way you did the deal with my dad about, I want to, I want to do solo. Again, I want to do solo. You know, I'd love to see him yeah. get that. And John, you nailed it on the head too. Like we've talked at Ignacium about solo stuff, but like it really is true that if they did the series just the way that he did the Willow series, he took the movie, he expanded it out. People, I mean, look, people love Willow, but people don't love Willow. You know what I mean? It's like it's a good movie, right? But I think people are going to fall in love with that world again when they see this. So I think putting the solo characters into his hands might reignite a love for the solo movie if you didn't like it and you could probably get away with it pretty easily by calling the show like Han and Chewie and then you're like oh no I'm not calling it solo but it is Han Solo it is the character it is Chewbacca yeah. it is the Millennium Falcon so come and join us um, on a different it, it's not solo you know what I mean kind of thing um, so I think I think all of it's there but I, I guys if we're being honest I think why people probably tuned in today is to hear us talk about the crazy shakeup at Disney. Yeah. We were getting comments about this on last week's episode. So, so we got to <laughs> like get to it. Before the news even yeah. broke, I think people were commenting mm, on it. We got to get to it. Um, I, I mean, I know everybody knows what's going on, but to, to sum it up very quickly, a surprise move by Disney out of nowhere, um, you know, I've heard even to Which the extent of like surprised everyone fired on the spot kind of thing. Like he a blindsided uh, Bob Chepek. Jo- Bob Chepek steps down uh, as CEO and was replaced uh, immediately by Bob Iger, who was the previous CEO. Now replace retaking his position and um, signing a two year contract, which you know d- doesn't doesn't mean anything, but you know it, it definitely means he's back. Um, we've been hearing a lot of rumblings about his uh, his personal opinion on how the company has been run since he's left. And so in some ways, I say it's surprising. Other ways, I say it's it's kind of not that he would return. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, I, you know, I I hesitate to say it was universally praised, but I didn't see very many people, if anybody, saying um, that this sucks. Like the, that Disney was yeah. headed oh, in the no. right direction yeah. or something. And this is a step back to what we didn't like or, or anything. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all around this is a good thing. But there's 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 many, many angles to come in the future as we discuss more like what what's going to happen with Lucasfilm, what's going to happen with the parks, what's going to happen with merchandising, what's going to happen with Disney Plus. Like there's a lot. But um, I'm going to I'm going to kick it off with you, John, on just the general thoughts of the Bob Iger replacing Bob Chepek, I guess, once again. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I, I was talking. I was also, to how does it out. feel to get another chance at meeting Bob? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see if I get that. chance. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm on the checklist, but um. I you know I tried to reach out to people I know who uh, are currently working around Disney and that sort of thing and um, a mutual friend of ours uh, I'm not going to say their name now I'll tell you guys later but said like the next day in that building people were very happy like it was just a different feeling um, and it's clear I mean one just from a I saw people online that worked at Disney like moments later being like oh thank God. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. happy. Oh, this is such a relief. I think it, it's crazy, like from a fan perspective, but I've, I don't feel very often I've seen like the employees actually vocalizing. Yeah. You yeah. know, that they are mm-hmm. very happy that the, the leader of the ship is now gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's one thing to like public facing and sort of the outward public per, uh, persona, I think is an underrated aspect of this sort of position. And there's sort of this cold distance that Bob Chapek sort of put off, that he wasn't accessible. He wasn't, um, you know, going around talk shows or like speaking about the material like he cared about it. And everyone who's, you know, spoken about it, like this Puck News article, 
you know, they're talking to all their inside sources at Disney saying like, Bob Iger genuinely cares about Disney. Um, I don't, I don't think anyone felt that way about Bob Chappick. And there's just this, like, you look at the two of them and you see Bob Iger and you're like, you feel like there's this warmth around him and he has this charisma about him, but it feels genuine. And when you see him talk about stuff, it doesn't feel like he's being programmed or reading things. He's speaking off the cuff a lot, a lot, but he, but he's there's a warmth to it and a sincerity to it and he may have made business decisions that a lot of people don't agree with over the years he's a ceo of the like the most heralded entertainment company in, in the world mm-hmm. so there's going to be those issues but i think there's a real importance to the public facing um image and what that just does alone in terms of how people view disney um he's a likable person and Bob you won't Chaffin find him not... saying that animation isn't for an adult's ad. Well, that's the other thing I was going to get into because about a cartoon mouse. So that started everything because <laughs> that you know Bob Chappick is the uh, the antithesis of Bob Iger. He he seems like a, just a very cold, rigid, unaccessible. He made a lot uh, of the cuts mi- in the parks. Missing, too. yeah, missing a yeah. sort of piece of his personality that should be there. And uh, a lot of the decisions he made were clearly mishaps. You know, obviously the the. On the earnings call, the the comments he made that started all this. Apparently, this apparently only happened in ten days. This whole thing, it wasn't uh, even an earnings call. It was at a Wall Street Journal like public talk that he said his, animation wasn't for adults. But I'm saying his statements during the earnings calls was oh, set yeah. this all in motion sure. on November eighth. There's and so took, much drama. It's messy. It, I mean, it took ten to, days. You, you for say all that, this but, to happen. but to me, I think that that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's you say that's what started the the started it in motion. But I think it's more likely like people were really like, we need to we need to do something. Like I don't know about this. It's not really working out. And then when he says that, well, it's like okay, that, no, that's final. <laughs> and then in ten days, the process had been. Well, in terms Done. of Iger coming back in, it was mm-hmm. immediately after that was well, when they sure. decided to vote him out. Sure, and sure. the rumor um, is that Bob Iger had been talking behind Chapik's back, like two people being like, "Yeah, he's not, he's not doing a good job." Well, yeah, because that's another thing. There, there's well, a I responsibility not behind his back. I mean, I think he publicly was saying things where, I, you know, I would have done it this way. This is how. Well, I, I mean, would've... not to Bob Chapik's face. Oh, sure, that's what I mean. <laughs> but I mean publicly. The, the, Sure. There's a responsibility to when you pick your successor and he picked Bob Chapik. So that had to have bothered him because his legacy is this handoff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that now he signs this two-year deal. He gets to try it again, tries to find the right person to put in there. Um, and this report is saying that soon after he made the decision, he knew it was a mistake. Um, and the fact that streaming... like people, I saw people saying like, you know, this has nothing to do with... Uh, the content that they're making it's all about the parks it's, it's the exact opposite so they, they he increased the prices at the parks to yeah. try to fund the streaming they're losing money in streaming um it says here 1.5 billion they closed all um, the disney stores like there's just a lot of the accounts they have are apparently out of india which are way cheaper um in terms of the revenue they're bringing in there um and also the fact that he stripped away creative control from creative heads and that includes all the studios I so I can also say just, this too. Like my, my wife is not like a, a a film. You know, she's not looking at that angle of it. She's usually like a parks and merchandise type of person. And she, I never heard her say the name Bob Iger. And then she's she talks about Bob Chepek all the time and how everybody on her that she follows like doesn't like him and that he's making all these decisions and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I I'd never heard her talk about this stuff until he he took over. And then now when we got the news that Bob Iger was back and this has literally never happened. My sister, who I know she loves Disney and she goes to the parks and we, we've talked a little bit about that stuff, but she's mm-hmm. never, ever texted me about any news that Disney has <laughs> ever done ever. And she immediately was like, did you hear about this? And I'm like, yeah. And then she You're was like, like I'm, she says, I'm so excited. And she was like, so I was like, I didn't even know you like followed this stuff at all so she was very clearly like in the chapic conversation the <laughs> yeah and i'm yeah. like this is when it gets to that level of people being he had like a bad relationship with the community people like the influencers that go yes. to disney parks yeah. yes yeah and that's what i'm saying it's like i think like when you get to the point where people are like i don't know why but i feel like disney's not the same and then they like go look for an answer they ask people and they're like oh it's, that's the problem 
you know, and they point Here's to the difference it. too. Mm-hmm. If if Bob Chappick is doing a presentation or something, which it seems like most of the time when he was speaking, it was a prepared thing. Teleprompter, yeah, you could tell. If that thing failed, he, I don't think he would know what to do or say. And I'm dead serious about it. Yeah. I think <laughs> Whereas, Iger didn't do, a, he might have done but, a little bit, but he definitely so didn't show it. Because of this re- reason, I tried to look up Bob Iger interviews on like talk shows where it's not a speech or anything. And I saw an interview with him right when they got Tom Holland and to have Sony give Tom Holland over to Disney Marvel. Gosh. So was that like 2016 or something? Also a huge deal. And <laughs> Yes. Right. Yes. But he explained that story and he was talking about it so sort of casually. He's like, we had to get Tom in. The fans wanted him so badly. It just made perfect sense. So we talked to Sony and we said, listen, the fans want him. We will destroy like, you <laughs> on the back end. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm no, just no. kidding. Just well, they're trying decis- to get to the point here. I know. Well, yeah, the decisions like that, Bob Iger was so good at. So that's like the yeah. Scarlett Johansson thing went so poorly. Bob Iger supposedly behind the scenes was like, what is happening? But he yeah. kind of was speaking about it in a very like casual, like you, you see somebody like at a, a, a at a store and you're talking to him, hey, Bob, what's going on? And he's like, Let's get Tom over here. The fans want him. Bring him on over. And, and then he looks at the audience and he's like, isn't he a great Spider-Man? And the crowd just erupts. Like Bob Chappick would never do that. Mm-hmm. And he would never be on a talk show. Yeah. It's just those optics are very, very important. Spider-Man, and I, sometimes Spider-Man reminds me of money, George Clooney. Do you guys get that at all? <laughs> yes, I get he, what you're saying. He has sort of a, a thing to him a little bit. Charisma. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And it's, yeah, he's... He's just a soothing presence. It's and a skill set, though, to have that kind of emotional intelligence. He knows social. how to read a room. Yeah. yeah. But he's sincere about it. And the, the other thing that I think is going to happen, this is just my speculation on it, because of the not stalling, but it's almost like they're making the streaming content now to preserve subscribers. It doesn't look like they're moving the needle too much on gaining subscribers. And they did take a hit on the streaming um, revenue, which is why he jacked the prices in the parks. Because um, the parks Disney is Plus. their golden goose. Disney Plus so, went up ten ninety nine a month. Well, that's what I mean. They're they're trying anything they can do to try to recover that. Mm-hmm. And I think they're realizing that they do have to get back to feature films. And I think they're going to watch Avatar closely, not because they don't think it's not going to be successful, but if Avatar um, does what they think it's going to do. And they they see it the same way they saw Avatar in 2009. I think Avatar's success will also bring audiences back and say like, you know, I think a lot of people are forgetting about sort of the pandemic stuff. But I don't Did know that a lot of people hear, went back fully to the theaters. By the way, and how I, much money Avatar has to make? Yeah. To be yeah. profitable? I mean, I, I think we could have that conversation, but I, I don't think that number, I think that's a shocking number that I think they're sort of manipulating what the real story mm-hmm. is about that. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, plain and simple, I think two and three are more being made at the same time. So all the assets that are going into two is also for three. So I think mm-hmm. three will be gravy, you know, we'll see. on top. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. But yeah, John, I agree. I think people need to go back. I think people want to go back to the movie theater. Yeah, and I think they need to do it. I think that's why you're hearing these reports about... Now, we're not going to cover them much because there weren't much statements about it and who knows what the sources were, but that they're going to start doing more Star Wars movies. And I think it's important. I think we've seen, I mean, and or aside, uh, some of the budgetary issues with the Star Wars series, and that could have been, you know, a Chappic thing too. Who knows? But I think they're realizing they need to make more feature films for all their IPs, not just Marvel, um, because, yeah, Disney Plus is good, but they may have not topped out but it looks like things are leveling off there and it seems like they're making content to sustain as opposed to gain subscribers. Um, I haven't seen a lot of ads about buying Disney Plus and stuff like that. I think they are shifting the needle back to feature films. They realize those things will bring in money and the people who are Disney Plus subscribers are still going to go to the theaters to see these other Disney uh, feature films. So I think that's very important and that stuff spills over into the parks too when you add all these new you know the guardians of the galaxy thing uh became the tower of terror you know whatever that stuff matters and you know we're we're hearing about the galactic star cruiser and how that's not doing well 30 like, well, percent discounts maybe you need star wars movies because maybe not everyone's watching andor on disney plus like mm-hmm. you, star mm-hmm. wars needs to be on the big screen and 
Uh, looks like they're pointing back in that direction. So I'm excited about it. I always liked Bob Iger. Um, uh, I didn't get good vibes from this Chappet guy, and it sounds like he just had a lot of missteps too. Like there were no like, like James, I think you alluded to it. Like if he was, if he was a good businessman and he wasn't like a good public facing, they'd probably put other people out there to help smooth that over. But it seems like just everything about this guy was a misfire. It was, like I said before, just like really messy. Like supposedly he took all the power from certain creative heads that mm -hmm. have been in the company for so long and then funneled it into one person who's also gone, by the way. He also got fired. Yeah. So they're like getting oh, yeah. back Anyone. to restructuring like everything that's happening at the company. And you can't help <clears> but look at the past few years and be like, okay, well, what caused all this? The person at the top, yeah. the person that was making these decisions. And like James said, he was rubbing so many people the wrong way from people that work at the company to people in the industry to the fans. Like the fans I, booed him at D23. Yeah. He came out and the whole room booed him. I, yeah. I, and I'll say this too. Like I definitely did on multiple occasions, give him the benefit of the doubt because I'm just, sure. I'm like, um, that's who you are as a person. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll tend to be like, you know, we I'm hear a story where everybody's like, every person at Disney, all of them, every single one hates Bob Chappick. And I'm like, he's going to be fired this year. And I'm like, most of the time when you hear that stuff, it's like, that's the negative side of some people don't like him and they're being vocal and whatever. But at the end of the sure. day, like you just got to make money. And if you're making people money, like, you, you know, people are going to be happy with, with you as the CEO or whatever. So I was a little caught off guard that I was like, oh man, all that stuff was true. You know, right, because we like, ago, was, I remember we talked was about re this. really true. It wasn't and a rumor. You... It wasn't just grumbling. Right. And you had talked about how you were like, well, guys, they signed on another contract with him. Like we had literally had this conversation and I was like, yeah, oh, he's, he's kind of sucks, though. I and wish now... I could get fired and get twenty five million dollars. I know. Right. They're like, here you go, buddy. The buyout. Yeah. They gave him a yeah. buyout. But I... moving into. Mm -hmm what's next you know what does this mean i think that's the big question that a lot of people have been asking on our videos and on social in general well, is like guys what does this mean for lucasfilm right more, anyone John. anyone who was hired by bob chapik in a new role were packing their bags the minute they heard that they knew they were sticking around so that guy who who got let go second like kareem daniel had to I have think? known that yeah. yeah um i love how i like no industry news about this but Baba, you know, Bob Iger, he, I don't really follow wants... this stuff. I'm hearing these names, you know, for the first time, mm. it seems like. And I'm like, OK, you know, I do. I kind of find it interesting, like inside baseball. But sure. I sure. love this stuff. I, I just don't remember the yeah. names a lot. But, you know, Bob Iger, just because Bob Iger is going to come in and give creative control back to the creatives doesn't mean he's not going to also make changes there, though. Right. So that, that brings up our the rumors about our next story. Yeah, so let's go let's go ahead and talk about that one too because there is a current rumor right now. Um and we have a source. It's not completely a rumor. It's like a it's a story. Um but the rumor suggests that Kathleen Kennedy will be out right around right either right before or right after the release of Indy 5. Um and which is late June. Yes. Which we have talked about. We kind of we're talking about like rumors of her leaving and I remember all the three of us were like, well, if she was going to leave, it'd probably be around Indy. That's like the perfect time for her to kind of be like, you know what? I've had my run. You know, I've done so many great things. Yeah. So as of now, um, you know, well, I'll say this. The story came from from John Campia uh, of via the direct, but it was, you know, on the John Campia show. And I know that when with all the news that was happening around the Bob Iger stuff, he was very much like this doesn't mean anything for Kathleen Kennedy because they're friends like Kathleen Kennedy is an ally to Bob Iger. You know, yeah. it's not he loves Kathleen. Yep. They get along. So Bob coming back doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to get the ax because Bob is going to fix it. It's like they mm -hmm. got along just fine. Um, so that Bob coming back is not why this is happening. Um, but the, but the other side of it is he, you know, he turns around and he says he's getting this information from somebody who's a thousand percent correct on these types of things is what he says. So if this ends up being true, we don't know if it's on her own will or, or some side, some shakeup, but I just getting it right off the top. I don't think it has anything to do with the Bob Iger, Bob Chepik uh swap out um i don't think this is necessarily why it's happening but mm -hmm. john you're giving a face 
this is a podcast, but you're giving a face. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, because at the end of his subscribe to our YouTube to see the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See all the faces uh, you want. I... Up to three. I guess at the <laughs> ring I guess the bell for notification. Of... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, at the end of his sort of uh, spiel here, at least via this article, he's he he can he says that though he says he was sort of wrong in that way in the assumption that Bob Iger coming back means Kathleen Kennedy's good because he said his source said, oh, you think Kathleen Kennedy's going to be more entrenched now that Iger's in? And he said, yeah. And he said, well, you're wrong. So that's why I was sort of saying like, mm. this sounds to me like even though Bob Iger's coming back, he's still going to make changes because he knows changes need to be made. Um, and again, there, there's a lot of nuance to this thing. And for whatever reason, people on both sides of the aisle are obsessed with Kathleen Kennedy and her job. And it's, it's imagine being it's, in it, that position. I would. Oh, my God. I don't know what I would being do. her. Yeah, I, she doesn't care about people online. There's no way like she's been so. Th- OK, but at the end of the day, regardless of how successful she is and she hasn't, you know, done anything wrong necessarily, you have to imagine that every once in a while it gets to you every once in a while she's human maybe i think she's so she's so above that stuff i would hope i just hope so because i know if i was in that position it would probably bother me like she was producing movies when these people weren't even in diapers i know i know it's just just like though after a while it must just get annoying so i yeah and and i think and her picture in like red with red eyes (laughs) yeah I think there's nuance to all this stuff, and I, I don't like the people who obviously are just constantly waiting for mm-hmm. her to get fired mm-hmm. or leave. But I also don't like the people who are just a hundred percent full on defending everything she does, like either, because I think that's uh, how can you possibly do that too? So there's nuance to this. Like I respect Kathleen Kennedy so much. How can you not? Uh, second, in terms of dollars, most successful movie producer in the history of the planet. Um, right. Right she's done incredible things uh she's made a lot i love every star wars movie they've made under this umbrella uh i like a lot of the shows i i like all star wars but um clearly there were mishaps uh with a lot of the productions that's on her mm-hmm. um there were a lot of projects that they announced maybe too early they got scrapped and we've gone through those lists many times we don't need to do that again mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. she's a great producer maybe not the best executive you know like the, the <laughs> there's amazing you know aaron judge like best baseball player on the planet but if you said all right aaron now we need you to go manage the yankees go be probably not gonna he's probably not gonna be good at it you know so she was the a great producer that doesn't always mean it's going to translate to an executive Mm -hmm. um she had 10 years of great success anyway regardless of that and maybe it's just time for a change, and that's okay. Like it's it doesn't mean it's the red eye video, but it also doesn't mean every single thing she did was great because it wasn't. Like there's nuance to this stuff, and you got to be real about it. Um, so I respect the hell out of everything she did, but I can totally see this being the end because it's sort of like the legacy aspect of it. When she came in, she kept talking about how we're gonna finish that saga that George started, and now Indy Five is finishing that saga. And it just makes sense because she has ties to that legacy element of Lucasfilm for if we're going to start over again with new movies in three years, she's going to be like 73. That doesn't make sense to start your next era of Star Wars movies and then in a couple years later have to spurt and get another person in there. It just everything makes so much sense right now for this to be the time. And it, it, it's there's no animosity there. It just see, it just makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Lacey, any thoughts on Kathleen Kennedy and the rumors out there? Like I said I mean, earlier. You said some of them, but. Yeah, yeah. No, like I said earlier, I think I I strongly stand by this. I, I said this years ago, and I remember it was an episode with uh, John Roca where I said, you know, if she ever leaves, she's going to leave on her own terms. I'm sure that part of this might be that a change is needed, but there's also a part of it that I'm sure she wants the change as well. I'm sure it's not like a, a Bob Chapik similar situation um Mm -hmm. like we were just discussing she has accomplished so many amazing once in a lifetime things that there is no way she could walk away from lucasfilm or her career in general and not say 
man, look at all the things I've done. She brought about a new generation of Star Wars fans. She's bringing back indie, like all this stuff. You can't downplay her impact on not just Lucasfilm, but on cinema in general and like pop culture. Um, So if she does leave around indie, good for her. I hope she has an awesome retirement party because she deserves it. (laughs) Like maybe get dinosaurs, maybe, ooh, make it like themed to all her different movies. That'd be sick. (laughs) um i'll plan your party kathleen let me know um anyway but yeah i i the news isn't surprising to me i guess is what i'd say i think think, that lucasfilm's ready for new yeah either way like even if if i heard that she was like oh it's time i'm stepping down i've done a lot of work and i just want to relax and you know whatever i'd be like yeah "Yeah, okay that's fine you know i'm fine with that I, i you know i've seen what kathleen kennedy can do in the lucasfilm position you know the head of mm-hmm. and uh we got great stuff out of her you know I, even even if you're like some of it is bad you know whatever okay but you know it's fine the franchise is fine um and if she does if somebody does come in and says she got fired i'm like oh man that that's crazy but you know i get it <laughs> you know at the same time like it's just it it really is one of those things where i've i've seen so many youtube thumbnails you know it's like at this point i'm just i'm on the fence and i just like i don't really care either way like i see the positive i see the negative john you're right there's nuance to to both sides if she's gone then i'd be like okay that and that's fine you know we're just gonna it's just a new fresh look on what star wars is gonna be mm-hmm. and hopefully Transition get excited for the, the next part yeah the, the next the next lucasfilm uh president bob chapik <laughs> oh my god you know <laughs> yeah okay can you imagine <laughs> Jeez. i that that'd be the disney just being like we're just trying to sink star wars <laughs> but um i i mean i i don't remember what i was gonna say but i, I mean you see Michelle Regwan like clearly got demoted and and they said she stepped down. Yeah. People who want the firing aren't going to get it. You know, they're never going to get it. Even if they do, even if it is a Disney call, not hers. She'll transition to a consultant. Yeah. No, they'll, they'll just say Kathleen, um, is stepping down. She wants to move on and do other things. They're never going to say she was let go ever. Mm-mm. Like that's never gonna happen. I mean, they're and not gonna say she's say, let go, but do you think there's a chance that we get something similar? Like Kathleen Kennedy no longer effective immediately? No, no okay. never. No. I wouldn't think so either. No. But that's just she, she's, she's going to get her victory lap. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but I doubt they want to like. That'd be really weird if it was like Star Wars celebration, and then that happens, and then like. After that, and they're like they're trying to build up to indie, and they're like Kathleen Kennedy's leaving. Like, I don't know if they want that getting mixed in with the ride to indie. That's why I think after. I mean, we'll see. We got a we got a a a question at the end of the show, and we'll see what our our guts say. Yeah, and other stuff about Bob Iger as well. So stick tuned to the end of the show. (laughs) Um, as of now, that's going to end uh resistance report for this week. But all three of those stories have legs baby there we're gonna be talking about all three of those stories for a long time baby legs so, not baby legs legs spider baby. head baby <laughs> yeah baby head spider baby head spider legs. legs um but Lacey, uh let's take us into the next section with uh whatever we got what do we got all right guys it's time for the patreon pod race So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can follow us on our new YouTube channel. Hi, how's it going? Ring the bell for notification. Follow us on Twitter at TRB Podcasts, on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast, or on Facebook and audio platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please uh, rate us on those audio platforms. It really helps us out, lets people know about our mm-hmm. show, as well as lets us know how we're doing. We love reading them. It's a great time. Um, but if you want to support us, uh past that if you want to be a part of the resistance be a part of what we're doing here um you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast starting at just five dollars a month uh you get to take part in the community give input on the shows like you're going to see in a second Mm -hmm. you get to take part in what we're doing be a part of our plans and what's coming in the next year into celebration indie and everything else with lucasfilm ahsoka bad batch mando's coming back 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you just get to be a part of our process and our creativity and get to help kind of hear what we're doing and then maybe even dictate what we do in the future, which is kind of cool. You get to be a part of the group. Um, so this is the part of the show that we let our generals and spice runners take part. We ask them a question and they give us their answer. But before I get to that part, I'm going to thank those people. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Chris White, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, and David Probus. Going into our Spice Runners, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornick, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Thank you guys so much. Thank and you. And now we're going to go to Ryan Wara this week. Hey, Ryan, Ooh. how's it going? And his question was, what are you most thankful for about Star Wars? I love this answer, this question. Go ahead, Ryan, take it away. First and foremost, I'm most thankful that we're still getting new Star Wars content. Um, I grew up with the original trilogy, and when Return of the Jedi was over, that was it. The story was done. Um, now we've got new movies, a whole new trilogy, plus two, uh, Rogue One, Solo. We've got a bunch of Disney Plus shows, Mandalorian. Right now we're enjoying Andor, um, which was amazing, by the way. And of course, I'm also really thankful for the Star Wars community and TRB and everything that you guys are doing. All the TRB people that we uh, talk to in Discord. Uh, it was great meeting everybody at Celebration last year. So much fun. Uh, it's a lot of fun to be able to discuss what we're seeing on screen uh, as well as what we'd like to see and speculation about what's coming up. That's half the fun for me. Um, so I'm really thankful that Star Wars is still around, still relevant, and we're all still having so much fun with it. Hope everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving and happy holidays. Talk to you soon. Awesome job, Ryan. As always, yes. great setup, very legit. John, what do you think? Uh, hearing from you, Ryan, brings warm feelings to my heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> Paraphrase Yoda. But what, what's with the Sith hat, dude? What's going on, man? A little dark side? Turning on the resistance? What's happening? But um, jokes aside, great answer. You know, the fact that, you know, Star Wars could be over. It could have been over in 1983. And that's a good point. Like, the story ended you know, so to speak. So um, uh, it's something that we have to think about is the fact that every once in a while we talk about this stuff and I think it's good and healthy to sit back and be like, we are getting new Star Wars right now. Like, just it just happened. Mm-hmm. We just mm-hmm. got new Star Wars five days ago mm-hmm. and it was great. Um, so that perspective that you sort of just put out there is really... Uh, enough for me and then everything else you said about us uh that means a lot to me because it really sounds like you you've taken to this community and really have embraced like the other people who support us and you've made friendships and that always blows my mind when i hear that stuff so uh i can't thank you enough for all your support i hope you had a thanks a great thanksgiving too and uh i look forward to chatting up with you more on our by bi-monthly calls and and all the other stuff we have going on in the uh on patreon and the discord and q a's all that good stuff we have going on so thanks so much ryan and uh talk soon pal yep james yeah i mean you're dead on ryan exactly with everything it's it's one of those things like um that you sometimes get so used to seeing star wars content all the time you're like okay what's next you know oh bad batch is done all right whatever and then it's like you kind of forget like oh my God, they just made an entire season of Bad Batch, like 16 episodes, you know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy um, just how much actual Star Wars content is going out. So it's nice that we have a a day called Thanksgiving. I know it sounds kind of stupid, but to like actually maybe take the day and kind of think about some of the stuff that we kind of take for granted throughout the year, um, including um, what you're saying there, like the community of people that we have uh around the entire franchise but yes even like specific like oh that's my um 501st crew you know that's my uh animation crew that's my books crew or whatever um that's my podcast crew right and we have that um as as a group uh between the three of us and everybody else uh and then we even have that amongst ourselves you know like Lacey has her friends in Star Wars John has his friends in Star Wars stuff like that so it it's it's all it's all about what we got we got it so thanks thanks for being a part of the show as always um well thanks for being a part of the show today 
<laughs> and thanks for being awesome as always. <laughs> Ryan, great job. Awesome answer. Great setup, like I just said before. But um, I really loved your answer. I think if they never made more Star Wars, I'd be sad. But at the same time, I'd be happy because I've met all these wonderful people, including John and James. Like, my life would be so much so different without Star Wars just in the past five years alone um, that I just wouldn't be the person that I am. It's changed my life. And I can't say enough how thankful I am for people like you, Ryan, uh, for John and James, for the community, for the podcast, for the experiences I've had and just the connections that I found online. Because um, I can easily say that I have more friends online than probably in person, but that's okay. I'm cool with that. And it's because of Star Wars. So Thank you for your answer. We really appreciate it. Um, and we're lucky to have people like you in the community. So now we're going to head to John. All right. It is time for Will of the Force. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. All right. Now, you guys are used to James doing this. I've been doing it a couple times here. We'll see where we go with this stuff going forward. But uh, it's... Uh, Teamwork makes the dream work, as they say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what happens here? We uh, put questions out there that involve whether something will happen or not. Um, and we also pitch this for our patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast to submit some and we pick those. So we have a mixed bag here. Some I came up with, some they came up with. And let's get after it because some of these can be pretty fun, uh, hopefully. Uh, but we talked about it earlier. Uh, so here's the first one. After all that discussion, what does your gut tell you? So sort of like a yes or no sort of thing. Will Kathleen Kennedy be the president of Lucasfilm one year from today? James, and mind you, her current contract runs through the end of 2024. Um, James. Um, I guess my gut says no. And I think... You know, you guys are right about the whole indie thing we talked about earlier. Um, how she's got some connections to that. And she has connections to all the other movies that they're sort of working on. But before she gets too involved with that stuff, it's probably better to hand the reins over now and let somebody else handle Taika's movie and, and mm -hmm. Ryan's movies and all the other stuff, you know, all that. Because she's not currently involved in anything movie related except for indie. And once that's done, it's now is the perfect time because we have no titles to anything, you know, got some people loosely connected on the waiting list. It does just sort of make sense right now that it would, uh, that that would happen. And then with the report, I'm going to go with it. Probably not going to be the president of Lucasfilm a year from now. All right. And I pretty much gave my answer before because of why start a new era of films with the same person and then have to restart with a new executive. So, mm -hmm. I'm saying no, too. Lacey, how about you? Mm, no. All right. She won't uh, be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Three no's. Uh, we will see. Um, and if you remember uh, this time next year, and she is, uh, you can rub it in our faces. But no pies. Okay? Thank you. Um, next one is a Patreon submission. General Paul Sullivan. What is happening, Paul? He said, Will any of the Rebels characters already cast for Ahsoka show up in Andor season two. Lacey? That's a good question because Hera is mentioned in Rogue One. That is a good, and they're going to Yavin. That mm -hmm. is a good question, Paul. I'm going to say yes, because Hera. Ooh. We already know that she's at the base. So, yes. <sighs> Interesting. James, what do you think? As much as I'd love to see it, I, I'm going to go with no. I just, Interesting. I, based on season one of Andor and people saying, you know, oh, we could see this person and we could see this person and this person could show up. And then we, we watch Andor Noah. and it's like, yeah, it's an alien. <laughs> I mean, like people maybe from Rogue One, you know, kind of showed up, but like it really was based on new characters and the story that Tony wanted to tell. So I don't see him particularly writing in as he gets closer. True. Some things, but I just, don't, I don't know. I see him being like, this is the story I'm telling for Andor and it doesn't necessarily involve the television, the, the cartoon right. rebels, you know? Right. Right. But we'll see. 
Yeah, that's it's tricky for me. I'm leaning towards no. Um, I know we talked about it on our Does last Ahsoka Andor count? live show. <laughs> yeah, I know we talked about it in our last live show uh, for Andor about him talking about like more legacy characters coming in for season two and more legacy locations, that sort of thing. But I'm thinking like Ahsoka filmed in California, uh, Andor's filming in UK. Would they have one of those actors go over there just for like a, a conference room rebellion meeting? Like, I don't, I don't know that they cared for that that much. So I'm leaning towards no, uh, that's my gut. But Lacey, it, it honestly would not surprise me at all based on like your reasoning. But I'm just leaning. I'm like 52%. You can say no. no, but I've been right about so many things that you're welcome to say no. Hera does I'm make so sense. So but when it comes sorry. to like Sabine, <laughs> you are talking about a significant age difference. Like uh-huh. you are talking somewhat mm. in the range of like 10 years or so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, how about, all right. So how about this one? Uh, one of our commanders, Aaron Owanya. What's Hi, up, Aaron? Aaron. What's up, Aaron's buddy? The best. He's one of the sweetest people we met at Celebration, I can say that. And mm-hmm. we met a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, he submitted this on Patreon. He said, I, this might be a sweep, I think. Will Star Wars movies finally get on track with the return of Bob Iger as Disney CEO? Now, I sort of showed my cards on this already. I'm saying yes. I think they, not only will they be back on track, I think they're realizing how imperative it is and how important it is. So I'm saying yes. Star Wars not at the movies? What? Yeah. James, uh, are you a yes on this as well? Um, I am a yes on this as well for two reasons. One, if Bob was hurting it, uh, or Bob Chapek was hurting it, Bob Iger's coming in to fix it. But if nothing was actually affected and it was just kind of fine and they've been working towards this, then Bob Iger does nothing and now's about the time we're going to start seeing movies. So even if even if the question is based around Bob Iger like fixing the problem now that he's the CEO we're going to get back on track. I think either way you're going to be starting to see Star Wars movies come out and be back on track in the right, near future. Right. And Bob Iger might end up taking credit for a lot of that, but you know, it, might have it could be been his happening. thing. Yeah. It may have already been happening though. I so I I think yes. I think get excited here. All right, Lacey. I agree for all of the above. Yes. All right. You know, if the if the Taika movie's out, it makes me. I mean, this is the Ryan movie. Discussion. Even we didn't really talk about it at all. He made more comments this week around Glass Onion and like. Oh. His, yeah. He's now not even saying like, "Hey, conversations are happening." He's like, "I pray to God that I still have something." And we're like, "Didn't you have a trilogy?" That, <laughs> that he would do TV. That he would do anything. So yeah. But I mean, by all accounts, it looks like. Uh, Glass Onion's killing it, so I can't wait to, to see it. I can't wait to see it. I know it's funny. Like uh, I've probably seen it by the time this comes out mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. on Netflix, but um, uh, this is sure coming out on it, Netflix. So. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, yeah this is our <laughs> that's our new that's our big announcement. Is we're on Netflix. <laughs> um, skip intro. No, um, <laughs> but our our last one. Our, well, I guess my quick point in that was, I wonder if these other movies that are coming, like the Lindelof stuff, is like stuff discussions like post like kathleen kennedy because if the taika thing's out that's like the last one under her watch because well you have to think someone was commenting how disney just shifted all their movies around and they have nothing like the second half of next year yeah in the the, the whole this whole secret writer's room thing yeah yeah yeah. there's a there's like i i hope someone writes a book james you said that recently and i i agree i hope somebody writes a book about (laughs) all this stuff but um our last one here James, I'm going to start with you. This is such this a is like question. Right this is like in your dream. wheelhouse. Will Bob Iger sell Disney to Apple by the end of his contract in two years? <laughs> Matt brought this up to me the other day, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, this, this, is, this is not new. This has been something that's been going on Rumbling, kind of, yeah. for a while. Um, it was really big somewhere around like 2019, I think. Um, and I don't know if it had something to do with the pandemic or just was like a deal that didn't end up happening. Um, you know, Tim Cook talks about it. Well, he doesn't talk about acquiring Disney, but he beats around the bush a lot about how they, they acquire smaller companies all the time and they might be interested in some bigger companies, you know, and people point to Disney because of the relationship that, uh, Disney has always had with Apple. 
uh, specifically Bob Iger even has with Tim Cook and even more so Steve Jobs. Um, I mean, D- Disney, you know, Pixar uh, and and Apple and and all that stuff with Tim, or, um, not Tim Cook, uh, Steve Jobs, all that stuff is very connected. But to me... And to George Lucas. Yeah, to me, when I hear this, I, ju- I just think, I go, that makes that makes sense, sort of, but like, why? I don't I don't see the angle of like what Apple does with Disney and why they acquire that and what the how that grows Apple other than they can add a bottom line to their like services for instance. They it's can more say of that a Apple- monopoly of media and technology. And I mean that that I mean that that's out there but like Apple doesn't own Netflix, you know. Apple doesn't own Warner Brothers. You know, it's like it to me, Apple is doing what they're doing to push technology, and it's not. It doesn't have anything to do necessarily with entertainment. They have a wing, you know. They have Apple Music and they have um, other stuff. Apple but TV. anyway, to, yeah, Apple TV Plus and all that stuff. But it's like it's not. It's I don't know. I just don't see them. I don't see where this makes de- sense. And somebody would have to kind of explain it to me. I say no. I don't think this is going to happen. I could go on for more with this with Bob Iger and <laughs> why you? he would come back. Yeah, to to do this. I, I've heard that that he wants he wanted to make this deal final because he was thinking yeah. about it a while ago. But it's just like to me, I just don't think that's. I don't think that makes sense. Plausible. Think of your Apple Watch could be your magic band. I mean, saying it already you know? kind of is. All right, James. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, I'm saying like it has a lot of the same features. Like they do open that up anyway. Uh, I was trying to do shtick, but thank you for confirming that. Uh, Lacey, how about you? Is is Apple buying Disney in two years? No. Within two years? No? Mm-mm. All right. Um, I think Disney's got to fix some stuff before, but then that would be the perfect time for Apple to want to buy it because they're, you know, in a tough spot. But no, I don't think so. I'm going to say yes. Interesting. I think it's going to happen. I mean, Ted Lasso's ending. Like, they need content. Let's face it. <laughs> Ted Lasso's ending. Let's just buy a whole company. <laughs> Let's just buy Disney. And some theme That's parks. All. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like when a guy, like, is going through a midlife crisis and he, like, buys, like, a Corvette. Tim <laughs> Cook's like, I'm going to buy Disney. <laughs> I play with that for a little while. I just don't think Bob Iger was haunted by the deal that Pat got passed up years ago. I think yeah. I think it just Which didn't make what? business sense. They moved forward, and now that he's back, everybody's like, maybe that deal will come back. And it's like, mm. I don't, just don't think it didn't make sense then. It still doesn't make sense now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah, I like Disney being I like Disney being on its own too. So, um, I I I think I said it just to like say what the hell, why not? Because we agreed on like everything at all of these, and people are like boring. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you to everybody for listening to the show, watching the show. Again, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, make sure you subscribe. It is a new channel. Uh, YouTube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. Uh, and make sure you put notifications on because in addition to our shows, uh, we're going to have other content on here as well, uh, including uh, my rants and rumors. Uh, new thing uh, I got going on. Uh, but Thursday, don't forget, we're going to be live. We are starting a weekly live show it's still two uh, episodes a week, but one of them is going to be live, and that's going to be our new show now on Thursdays. Um, it will also hit the podcast app the following morning, so none of that changes for you, but uh, make sure you're subscribed. And, and also, the cool like, thing is we'll get to react to news earlier. Soon. That, that week, yeah. 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 And 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 who knows? If we could be live and something could hit, and it's like, oh, guys, this news just came out. Let's talk about it. And that's really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's happened on nights we've recorded or like just finished, like in the mm-hmm. middle, yeah, yeah, yeah. or Fridays, um, <clears throat> yeah, and and then <laughs> like Lacey said, also we have three hundred and seventy-five uh ratings on Spotify, so twenty-five away from four hundred. Uh, I think we're over five hundred on Apple. Uh, and thank you again, by the way, if you're still listening right now, to everybody who responded to Apple's call for Star Wars podcast for Andor coverage. Yes. We had so many tags in that, and I really can't thank people enough for doing that. Um, I mean, our patrons always go to bat for us because they're in the base, but so many people who are just listeners of ours or peers of ours tagged us, tagged us with other pods. Quote tweeted. I, I saw, 
I saw us paired with Force Center a lot. A lot of people who listen to them listen to us and vice versa. I think yeah, that's like really Ken. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Ken and, Ken and Joseph. Um, oh, and, I don't know Joseph. Jen. Sorry, Joseph. But I know Ken. <laughs> yeah, I, I know both of them. They're great. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just thank you to everybody who did that. That really meant a lot to us, and, and we really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully Apple uh, saw that, so that's really cool. Um, but yeah, so uh, you can find maybe me we on will Twi- buy Disney. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after yeah. that, they're like, you know what? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing uh, all around, and of course, my movie podcast, just like the movies. We just did uh, the Dark Knight recently, and we're doing another Batman movie next. I don't know why, but we are. We're doing Batman Returns. Goodness, um, James, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. Oh, and I guess Hive, that's a thing now. You can find me at James Bainey. Yay. I'm so Murtaugh with this stuff lately. All right, (laughs) uh, Lacey. People can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Hive at Lacey Gillerin. I'm on there too. Uh, So is the podcast at TRB Podcasts. Yep. Um, Yep. And you can also find me on TikTok uh, at It's Lacey Gillerin. It's Lacey Gillerin. Yeah, so I had at Lacey Gillerin, and then they locked me out, and they wouldn't give it to me. So I'm now It's Lacey Gillerin. It's Lacey Gillerin. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So we will be back with you live Thursday night. Uh, and, of course, on your podcast feeds Friday morning with another episode talking about the news right here on the Resistance Broadcast. Thank you, everybody. And until next time, we'll see you around, kids.